Hello and welcome to the third episode of the second season of Walled Garden Weekly. I am your host, Arash Kashmiri, and I'm joined here by Kevin Pazarande. Hello. And we're here to talk about some apps. It's been a very exciting week, uh, but we're going to start off by talking about beer. Um, so uh, we are drinking Mission Street Hefeweizen. Um, I'm a huge fan of these these delicious orangey wheat beers, ranging from the pedestrian blue moons and shock tops to some of these smaller brews. Um, but yeah, this one is uh, this is Mission Street Hefeweizen. It's from uh, Paso Robles, California, and um, Steinhaus. Steinhaus Brewing Company. Uh, brewing Company. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, nice and cold. And uh, my house is just like, I, I decided that I was just gonna like turn up the heat because I was tired of being cold. So it's like seventy four degrees inside. Four point seven percent alcohol. And uh, yeah, the cool beer is a uh, is a nice. I'll touch. have some water instead. <laughs> four point seven. I could maybe like stew it down or something for you. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of cool stuff happened this week. Um, uh, my company Limbic launched Tower Madness Two, uh, which we'll talk about uh, in the halfway point of the show, I think. We're um, well, we'll see how far we go. But first, we're going to talk about a game called Castle Doombad. Um, some folks from uh, Adult Swim, uh, I guess a sort of subsidiary of Cartoon Network, um, pinged us and were like, "Hey, you should check out this game. It's cool." And uh, I, I've really, you know, I've enjoyed various Adult Swim games in the past. So. Um, yeah, they sent us some promo codes, and we thought we'd give it a look, and it turned out we really liked it. Now, usually they work with Pickpock, right? Uh, who did uh, Super Monsters Ate My Condo, and wasn't it Pickpock? Was it Pickpock? I don't know. I'm not I, sure. I want to say Pickpock, or it's like either totally not Pickpock, or uh, didn't Pickpock also do Giant Boulder of Death? E- maybe. I have these games. Anyway, this is done by Grumpy Face. So it's, it's a, it, either way, if I'm wrong about Pickpock, which I totally might be, um, it is, I haven't seen them work with these guys before, or maybe they did, and I, you know... Uh, let me see. Is this gonna say pickpock? Yeah. So giant bowler does pickpock. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Super monsters. Sure. So this is like a new. Maybe they maybe they worked on the unicorn games or whatever that I haven't played. But um, really, so a new team, but has sort of a has that Adult Swim like has that kind feel. of feel. Yeah, exactly. That that flavor. Um. So so this game is what makes it unique as a tower defense game is. It's, I mean, or maybe well, it's you, you not. You want to talk actually, about what it is first? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tower defense game, literally, but where you're defending a tower. You are actually defending a tower. <laughs> which is a, a clever... Yeah. It, has anyone ever done this before? Has everyone ever done this sort of non... I mean, people have done many different kind of tower defense games, but right. it's usually like a path or open field or something. Sure. There were a few... Was I want to say it was called Knights on Rush. There was one where you're like, they're oh. like going up a path into your castle. Yeah. That kind of thing, and you like uh, you build heroes. Yeah, it yeah. was actually yeah, yeah that was, was pretty close to this actually. Now that I think about it, in terms of just like, but it didn't have the mechanics. concept of floors, did it? Mm-mm. It was no, still it was just, just like, like one floor one and kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. So, but um, they really use it. Like you know, basically, people the, at the beginning, the bad guys enter your castle, and usually at the first floor, right? And they go up. They go up ladders or they go in doors that then sort of teleport them to another door, usually on a higher floor. Um, and they're making their way towards the princess. Mm-hmm. And they capture the princess and they need to make their way back down. Yeah, that's, so, that part's kind of neat. Is yeah. that they like get in, but then they have to they have to get her back out. So this is this is kind of a good difficulty, a really good um, difficulty mechanic because basically there's two, there's this binary mode for beating a level. You can either beat it. Uh, which means you kill everybody and the princess does not leave the castle or you can beat it without the princess being touched. Yep. And this, this binary difficulty thing 
you know, is really great. In the end, though, if you're like me or probably like a Rosh, you basically play so that they can't touch the princess. And maybe when you get frustrated, you just let them. It feels like a little bit of a failure to let them. Right. You're like, well, they let me win. Um, <laughs> but it creates this really cool um, sort of, for games like this, it allows them to be a little bit hardcore. Yeah. With the forgiving edge. Yeah. With a, with a forgiving edge. Right. And um, the game starts pretty easy, but um, it becomes very difficult uh, if you try to not use the power-ups so right, right. so um, so through the game you have you can put down traps on the ground so like spike traps there's right. some traps that shoot um, right and, and your enemies of course are just like these like knights and like rangers right. and like guys that are trying to come in to steal this yeah princess. there's I've, I've, yeah there's there's like there's like footmen yep. then there's like mechanics that mm -hmm. just like take, take apart, apart your, your stuff your traps, yeah. then there's sexy knights so yep. they're called they're literally called sexy knights and there's the they're knights that like yeah, and they kind of like <laughs> go really like slow, and they stop. Silly horse, and they take and they selfies. Take a, and they take a selfie. <laughs> there's a little flash too, which is it's awesome. amazing. And it's you know, but they're super, super strong. And then there's yep. a superhero, yeah, like the a commando guy. Yeah, some some he's like gun. Oh, the commando. He uh, he has. And when yeah. he dies, this is part of this game's like uber charm. These little tiny animations. When he dies, his like knife like flies out of his pocket. And like spins and he lands on the ground and the knife like sticks into his chest yeah, yeah, yeah. like every time. <laughs> and then there's a superhero guy. Uh, oh, and there's ninjas. Yep. yep. And they they're special Fall attributes the they can go on the ceiling. Yeah. So like a lot of a lot of variation in the bad guy types, and also what they can do. You know, you you see when the tower. Oh, the um, like many games, there's multiple waves. Usually like under five. Usually one or two. Sometimes three, four. Um, and each wave, the building grows up by one floor. And later in the game, it actually goes down into the ground. One floor, you actually have this, you invert the, the game, which totally changes everything. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a pretty complex, actually. I mean, it really... Uh, uh, it's not like... It, I mean, it's extremely complex because the some of the... To go back to the towers, there's all sorts of different towers. They all behave really differently. Some can be... Two can be placed in one spot, some only one on the floor, on the wall, on the ceiling. Yeah. Some of them you control, which is Some cool. Some of them, there's, like you there's tap it, tap it drop there's this like, like weight on their heads. There's minions, which are little people, and like there's a limit to how many minions you can have on the floor, and they move around. Yeah. Healing minions, there's like, there's a special, there's a um, user-activated tower that is a slot machine, literally, and like spits out money, um, which is really interesting when you're grinding. You can be like, hey, I could like play one of the easier levels and just build a just bunch build of slot a lot machines. Of slot machines yeah. Though I fully upgraded the slot machine and stopped spitting out <laughs> money and I start spitting out like shields and stuff. I'm like, I don't want this. I want money. <laughs> this is only useful for some softcore person. Um, really interesting. Um, they just did so much in this game. Yep. I was actually really surprised mm -hmm. how deep it was. Yeah. Um, for especially it's like sort of first impression, which is a little bit like just cutesy tower defense. Um, right. And uh, yeah, so one let's to to go back. One thing that's really interesting about this game, to sort of the foundation of it, not the game itself, but it's so it's two ninety nine. Yep. Um, but it very clearly was designed to be free. Sure, and that's what the Adult Swim guy told us. Right. He was like, "Hey, this is uh, you know, we decided to to take this premium kind of at a later date in the in the right. It seemed like the day before they submitted. <laughs> um, Maybe they just heard Wall Garden Weekly and they were like, "Oh, that Arash guy, he's so smart. We should listen to him." <laughs> were you advocating for paid tower defense games <laughs> prior to oh, two days ago? Um, I don't know why I'm creating competition for myself. But. Yeah. So, um, I mean, everything is there. 
Like we have dual currency, we have objectives you can skip, we have towers you can unlock yep. early, we have campaigns um, with the power like, ups, get enough you know things in this one to unlock the next one. And, right, right, yeah. exactly. Like you know jetpack joyride style consumables. Yep. Like oh, you can either, you can put a like steel door essentially around the princess so that even if they get they have to like destroy the steel door before they can touch the princess, which is super handy. Screen like one that makes any tower free and. Missiles that just shoot everywhere and blow everything just up, a, save a, la, me button. Yeah. a la the like fish in Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. Um, we should talk. We should talk about the conspiracies, not the conspiracies, the controver- conspiracies, the controversies of the week. Anyway, Candy Crush reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to get on a tangent. So, um, really, the things that let's just we should almost talk about the things that were not in this game for a few game. No ads. Yep. Um, the rate at which you collect currency is not painful. No. But I did buy the coin doubler. Yeah. Uh, I also bought some coin. I was like, there's so much content in this game. And I did end up buying stuff, which is kind of interesting. And I looked through the reviews. Not a single complaint. I mean, there probably is now. But when I looked, there's not a single complaint that's like, oh, this game's two ninety nine, and it's yeah. still yeah. like asks a good, you to a buy good stuff. Well, it just it felt also just like it wasn't too grindy. Like I would play, a, you know, a round or two max before I could buy something. Right. And so you're, yeah. you're constantly able to go into the shop. Like, mm-hmm. hey, just hate that when you have games... Uh, I think Jetpack Joyride reminds me of this, where you have to play a lot Forever, of rounds man. before you can get anything. And and you don't get a sense like, I'm moving forward. You get a sense like, okay, I have to keep working, 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 But they still working. like have it so perfect that you can just tell that they're trying to make it just as annoying as possible so that they know, like, we want to make it just as annoying so that people won't stop playing, yep. but they won't enjoy themselves. <laughs> and keep them from <laughs> I mean, really, it does seem that way. I mean, I, I played a lot of Jetpack Joyride to try and get this stuff, and I was just like, by the, I don't know, I had unlocked so many gadgets, and I was just like, ugh. Yeah. Like, I worked so hard, and these gadgets are so meaningless. Like, I didn't, it doesn't make me feel like I'm yep. kicking ass yep. at yep. all. Yep. But this game, not like that. So it doesn't feel freemium at all. Um, the I don't know if this was this way when it was free. I'm kind of curious to know what it was like. But there's an objective system, right. which is totally, you can totally ignore... Right, and it's it's things like don't build any towers on the first floor. Right, or don't uh, build any towers on red floors. On red floors, very cool stuff like that. Or use like the only smash use tower minions. ten times to kill enemies. Yeah. Right, a very really good batch of objectives actually, very yeah. well designed, not grindy <laughs> at all. Right, um, but those give you evilness because you're like this evil guy in this tower, and with evilness you can buy these consumables so you don't have the consumables these power-ups they're not like you know this is not a la candy crush where you can only buy extra moves or whatever with money you can easily buy them with in-game currency by doing these objectives um i wonder if it was like that before or if and it was just less generous Um, i noticed you always get two evilness i wonder if you would get one Mm -hmm. which would really kind of slow the rate of evilness collection but i didn't even figure out that i could spend evilness until you started and i was like why the hell am i doing well these eventually objectives? you run out of like i use the princess saver thing the, the put locks her up in a metal box um a lot and then i ran out of them and i was like oh okay so that's what evilness is for like i didn't even see that like place to buy these i'm until, always opposed to using to those things and like as we'll get to in tower of madness do you, you feel don't like have it's any like, consumables you feel like it's cheating or i feel like it's cheating i mean okay. by the end like so i started doing some of the like elite levels or whatever they're called the ones yeah. with a little like bull skull on it right they are hard and um actually i'll take i stopped playing this is like if someone at adult swim is listening um <laughs> i stopped playing pretty early so i'm going back to mind your manor the first chapter and i was playing oh wait no 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 i beat all of mind your manor um 
Ah, okay. Also, the like swiping between towers, I yes. can never get it yes. to like be. No, on I the found one. that the tower UI overall was a little bit annoying. So, like, when you want to put a tower into your your tray, like you you not, normally like if I want to upgrade that tower, I tap the tower, and I'm hoping that that would take me to like the screen where I could upgrade it, but it doesn't. It like takes it, it off my tray, it, and you have to hit equip. I didn't, interesting. I didn't. I have... didn't. I didn't like that. Then. Like, I, I felt like that wasn't intuitive for me. This is saying that I. Oh, okay. I built all of chapter two. Man, I played this game a lot. Never mind. Um, so it's on the dungeon dilemma, on the first elite mission of dungeon dilemma. I figured out how to beat this game. Basically, I started having to buy new traps, and the one to get is the d decoy princess. And um, otherwise, this, this level is just literally you lose instantly yeah. without the decoy princess because all the towers and stuff are in the same place. Uh, I mean, all the ladders and stuff. So they just jump straight down. Mm -hmm. I got to the point where I beat the game and that would not beat the game. But right at the end on the last level, I put a decoy princess right in front of the princess. There's two sexy knights. They come there. I have two of the bomb dudes. I blow them up. They take the decoy princess. They take it up a level. I put two bomb dudes there. I blow them up. They don't die somehow or whatever, <laughs> which is fine, chain. but they go back downstairs okay. after the decoy princess blows up and they're like behind the floor. Ah. Like, and, and anything I have on that level doesn't see them. Okay. And they just like walk in like the twilight zone or like in <laughs> so an alternate you, you, dimension. You broke the game. They get the thing. And I'm like, no, I literally played that level for an hour or so. Cause I'm like, no power ups, nothing. I'm just like, I'm going to beat this. And I did in my mind, but the game broke me and I stopped playing. So they should fix that bug. It's real. I wonder if like, if it only is, re if it's not reproducible easily, Yeah. call me, you know, mm -hmm. like I will help you reproduce this. Cause it's like, <laughs> I could do it hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's um, some kind of, yeah. So, uh, but that, but the thing is, is don't, my whining should not be seen as a bad thing. It should be seen as like, Super right. positive because this yeah. that's the level this game can allow you to take take you to. I, I just found it fun, you know. I mean, I think in terms of like tower madness gameplay or tower defense gameplay or uh, uh, sophistication with the strategies and things like that. Like this game is ultimately it's not a very strategic tower defense game. It can be like you mentioned with your, with your strategy, but but overall it doesn't lend itself to a lot of strategies. It's more right. just like build stuff quickly and put your minions quickly. It's it's more of a reactionary tower defense game, which is fine. I mean, I really enjoy playing it. Um, but, but, but definitely they were going more for, I feel like they just spent a lot of time getting really good flavor in this game. Hmm. Um, and that's to quote my art right. director, but yeah, like the flavor of this game, like, it's just like the animations are really cool. The main character at the top and he gets yeah. angry and he's like, like pounding his console or he pushes the button. Yeah. And it's got this very like, you know, Dr. Claw sort of like evil, it's, it's very uh, adult evil swim. boss. It's like, we're seeing a game. I feel like that's produced. Yeah. It's produced to flavor is a good word. Yeah. You know, it's not like about being technically correct or anything but the thing is is in the end some of these some of these harder levels yeah are really good i mean there's some you know levels like really easy and then it's kind of challenging then really easy again so the balance isn't there but in the end if you play those elite levels yep. you can you have to you have to strategize you have to your order matters how many scream generators you're building and right right yeah oh yeah that's your currency there. the other thing yet that i liked i should just quickly mention is that you can do the thing where like the path keeps changing like they bring ladders oh yeah yeah, and yeah. they can skip floors or enter right. from different points in your that's level that's really important i did like that a lot because right. they were always coming in the front door it would really it would be super limit easy it would just be a one lane um, 
plants versus zombies. And it adds it adds a whole new element. Where do you start building? Do you start building on the first floor? So and you can see they they sort of elude to where there are there are little ledges. There's little ledges like oh there's a there window there. Be, uh, Even yeah. though it's a profile view, they still kind of indicate where someone might come in eventually. Yep, yep. Really well done. Um, also little details like you to not confuse which door they go in and come out there's like a blue flame a or a yellow flame yep. so yep. you know like they, they go in the blue and they come out the blue little little details like that um you know show sort of mastery of craft and yes. uh, as a developer i appreciate it yeah so anyway but they sent this to us unbeknownst to us that our own Arash Kashmirian was going to be launching his well, own... unbeknownst to you, maybe. <laughs> ...tower defense game. <laughs> Thankfully, I was aware that I was going to launch a game. Yeah. Weeks. Unbeknownst to us. <laughs> no, there's Arash Kashmirian, Limbic CEO, Arash Kashmirian, Wall Garden Weekly. Wall Garden Weekly podcast. Don't you keep those two I separate? I do. I have to keep them separate. It's actually quite a challenge because, like, I was talking to Kevin before, like, there's some things that I just can't talk about on the show. And I was like, look, Kevin, when we talk about this game, I have to draw a line here. Like, yeah. this is some stuff. I'm not going to give out any numbers. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a it's a... A, a well-practiced skill of not saying of, things uh, that you don't yeah, need to say. <laughs> some kind of multi-forced, uh, multiple personalities. Keep it in a secure buffer. Need the password. Um, um, okay. So let, let's talk about Tower Madness. But before that, there are two uh, things I want to touch on. Oh, yeah. So, oh, so the first one is uh, we talked a while back, uh, and we've had questions from Android users um, about taxes. Oh, okay. And uh, do I need to be collecting taxes? What's the deal with VAT? Um, how does this play out? Because so, it was VAT, not that. VAT, yes, not VAT. The, the value Because it totally sounded tax. like you said, like, what's the deal with that? <clears throat> the VAT. The, what, that VAT, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, you need to, um, to deal with this stuff as a, as a developer, at least think about it. Um, and, and it's not really clear, and Google doesn't give us a whole lot of information um, on how to deal with that for Android purchases. Uh, of course, with, with Apple um, on iOS, with, through the iTunes store, they, they take care of all of the tax stuff, so you can just, like, wash your hands of it. But... Not so with Google. Like many things on the Android platform, you've got to do it yourself. Um, so uh, what I want to say is that uh, a good friend of mine, Key Nethery, um, has uh, actually done a good bit of research. Uh, he's not a tax accountant, and neither am I, so um, you're just going to have to take his research for what it's worth. But I think it's a really good analysis of what you need to do and what comes into play. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and post that on the uh, Wall Garden website. I'll put a link to that at uh, wallgardenweekly.com. But um, yeah, it, it sort of answers a lot of questions that we've been wondering. Um, the, the very, very, very short summary of it is that um, Google treats you as the merchant, whereas uh, with iTunes, uh, iTunes is the merchant. So, so being the merchant, you are responsible for collecting and distributing VAT uh, when you sell to people in, in countries that, that require it, mostly in Europe. Um, and uh, that said, uh, there are limits to, or rather I should say minimums, to how much VAT uh, you need to accrue before you actually have to file and pay it. So, you know, if you're like, if you've got a hundred bucks worth of VAT, you, you most likely don't, don't need to it. send that to anyone and don't worry about it. Um, but what's also not clear is like, what are the penalties for not paying VAT and how much, what happens if you go over VAT? Like, let's say I owe, uh, I don't, but let's say, let's say you owe like $200,000 in VAT to, to the EU. Are you not allowed to visit the EU anymore? Or they'll throw you in prison. So, so there's some, still some open questions, but um, uh, I'll post that link and you guys should take a look. But I think for most devs, like there's just this fear yeah. And they're always like, people mitigate this fear by not making it free with ads or whatever, and that, that makes sense. But one thing I would say, I mean, I haven't even done this particularly, but you could probably get 95% of your revenue without ever worrying about it, 90% for some games. Right. Sell in the U.S., monetize in the U.S., don't monetize outside of the U.S., 
and make ads everywhere. In other words, monetize like sell or or make a free game. Yeah. Like there's a way to for some games like a paid game. Right. Like you know, it, you have more challenges, but um, you know, so in the you're US, saying the just US don't sell, have these don't rules. sell in app purchases when you're in, uh, in right because in, in for France. me for me for example it doesn't I make more money from ads mm-hmm. I make you know that doesn't have VAT applied to it I make money from IP it's mostly from people in you know, yes, Europe, but mostly the United States. Yeah. Uh, like I wouldn't die without that revenue if I was, you know, if you, if you, if you were to be really worried about, you know, how do I comply with tax man, but you really right. have to apply some, I wouldn't change your like business strategy though, to like accommodate these around tax this issues. tax issue. Because in the end, like this, if you pay your taxes late, just like in the United States, you can yeah. be years late on your taxes. They will happily take your money plus a fine. There's a fine, yeah. you know, and the fine is not like these are still governments run by people. They're not like totally egregious. They're you know they're not nothing. But I'm sure like it's just yeah. It's, I yeah. think that you summarized it the best. It's not worth like changing your business strategy over because if you do make millions and you're worried about owing taxes that's a right. problem you and, want to and have. the reality is yeah if you are making enough money where you have to like worry about these taxes you probably have an accountant that's going right. to tell you exactly what to do and, and take care of the filings it's, it's, these these numbers are high like Kevin, i think you looked at it like one of these countries Europe was seventy five thousand yeah. dollars that in in just the taxes it's not in earnings but in act taxes you owe no i think those in, it's in revenue it is in revenue well yeah, then yeah. in that case then a lot of people might hit that not in one, not in one non-American country. Like you have to make a million dollars before you're probably doing. Yeah. Now EU is different because that's like all of the EU. I don't know anything about that. This is Australia in particular. Once again, not an account. This information could be wrong. Whatever. But the point is, it makes sense because they don't like tons of people are doing little transactions. Yep. Like maybe they're even coming there for like some sporting event and they're selling their homemade necklaces. Like they don't yeah. want those people to feel like they need to send a form in. It just totally, well, it would also just be a lot of cost for them. If people right. are reporting, you know, they, every they $10 are trying thing. to make money, yeah. you know, they're, they have to enforce to some degree right. to keep, you know, standards up. But mm-hmm. this, the country wants to in general run efficiently. I know yeah. that sounds crazy, but, um, <laughs> what a thought efficiently. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's money in the end. And, um, cool. Yeah. I think that you summarized it best by saying, yeah, if Don't you if you are strategy. a tax accountant and you want to weigh in, yeah, take a look at Key Nethery's thing, and um, you can either respond to his answer on Quora or uh, you write us. We'd love to hear about it. I would love to hear about anyone who's gotten in trouble. I would also like to hear about anyone who's actually like a small dev who who has an elaborate who has on an elaborate one basis and has and a good solution it. for paying it. Yeah, right. It, it, a smaller dev, you know, like bigger ones, like oh yeah, I hired a like yeah. firm that did all the registration right. for me, which is sort of the uh, go-to move. Yeah, we'd like to hear your experiences on it though. Um, the other the other issue I want to touch on is this. Uh, Kevin and I were kind of joking about earlier. So so there's been some some stuff in the news uh, with King.com um, uh, trademarking the words candy candy and also the word saga. So Candy Crush Saga, they're taking down taking two of those and, and trademarking them or applying for trademarks. Um, and and there's been a lot of uproar about this. Like how can they do this and how dare they do this and and. There's also been some issues with them doing some litigation uh, against uh, another indie game called The Banner Saga, which is uh, a game I wish we could talk about on the show. Unfortunately, so I think it's Steam only, but um, really beautiful art. Definitely check that game out. Uh, but but yeah, people are like, oh, they're evil, and why are they doing this? And, and apart from you know their business model being evil, I think uh, there's a little bit more to this, legally speaking, than um, most people know. So... Uh, my position on this, again, I have to disclaim that I'm not a lawyer, but but my read on this whole situation, and I think based on what I know about, about trademark and copyright law, um, 
is it part of the reason that they're doing this is, is not because they want to shut down Banner Saga or they, they want to take hold of these names and, and, and control it. What, what really happens is that the way these, these sorts of trademarks work is that in order for a trademark to remain valid um, or to show that you actually own a trademark, um, first of all, you have a trademark whether or not you register it. Um, when, you, when you start using a name in, in commerce, like if I were to just make a game called uh, uh, white flat, oven. Flappy Wings. <laughs> just calling what I see. <laughs> yeah, White Oven. Look at White Oven the game where you don't burn your pizza. <laughs> um, in, in White Oven, if I were to sell that game and I start you know, selling that as a product, I immediately own a trademark to that. Now, granted, it's not a registered trademark. It's a regular trademark, just a, in, in the word for it, I think in use or de facto trademark, something like that. Um, but you can actually defend that. So if somebody else came and started selling something called White Oven, I could, I could potentially litigate against it. Right, them. if you have evidence that you used and it first. There has to be you know, evidence of customer confusion, and there's a lot of like, legal things that your lawyer needs to help you with. But, um, but if you don't defend it... If you don't defend it, and that's, that's where it gets a little bit deeper. So let, let's say White Oven is doing really well, and I decide to actually make it a registered trademark, and I apply, it with the, uh, apply for it with the U.S. Patent and Trade Office, and I, I pay the, whatever the fee is, and they give me a nice certificate with a gold seal that says, you, Rash Kashmirian, own the White Oven. Um, at that point, if anybody comes in and makes anything remotely similar to White Oven, like let's say Kevin decides to make a game called White Microwave, and it's just like my game, and he's totally confusing my players, and I'm getting emails from his game that's saying like, oh yeah, like, oh, White Microwave is terrible, why did you make such a bad game? And I'm like, no, I'm the developer of White Oven, you're mistaken. Um, that, that shows there's customer confusion. If I, if I sit on my hands and I don't do anything about it, my trademark can actually lose its defensibility. Because if somebody comes by, uh, let's say a third company comes by and makes a game called White Toaster, and then I try to go after White Toaster to say, no, this is way too similar to White why didn't Oven, you go after White Microwave? they can say, why didn't you go after White Microwave? Exactly. And um, at that point, um, my, my, my suit against them is, is greatly weakened. Uh, so what happened to Aspirin. Yeah, exactly. It's stuff become commoditized and they just become these household like names. And no, it's like too many people used it before. Aspirin, Band Aid, uh, Kleenex. Um, all However, fucking candy this is <laughs> so yeah and people say and the, well, well apple has apple uh but is candy crush right. really big enough well i would argue they are but the more important thing is that candy crush has to do well king has to do this because there are a bajillion chinese knockoff houses that are making a game called you know candy saga and in order for them to go after that they have to say well they're using the term saga which is confusing and they're using the term candy which is confusing and we point to these two trademarks but if at the same time there's a game called Banner Saga, another game called Blah 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 Saga, and another game confusing. called Blah 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 Saga, they can argue that, uh, well, you didn't go after Banner Saga. Why are you going after Candy Saga now? So it's the same thing as my, my White Oven example. Now, I don't know what their, their, their intentions are legally with this, but what may shake out of this is that they can go after um, Banner Saga and they'll say, look, you guys are using our trademark for Saga and we hate that and you can't do this. But you know, give us some nominal amount of money and we'll uh, sign what's called a coexistence agreement. Right. Which is basically to say that, that we've got a, uh, an agreement between the two of us that we'll share this trademark and, um, and that's what's, uh, what's going to happen. So, so at that point it becomes okay because then it's like, well, we litigated against them and we reached a settlement. And then you can show the trademark office that yes, we are protecting our trademark. So, so that's exactly what's happening here. It's not because they're evil and because they want to own the world and they want to like encroach upon everybody. It's kind of that they need to do this to protect their rights um, in order to enforce a name that's unfortunately made of three common words. Um, they need to do that. Now, is that, is that to say that we should go after everybody who uses the word tower and everybody uses the word madness and now anybody who uses the number two in their title? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should start doing that too. I think the, the lesson not. to learn, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we will. 
the lesson to be learned is, well, there's another good case with Tower Defense, which is owned by Com2US, right. a Korean company. And yeah. they made a game called Tower Defense, but they made it way after the genre was popular. And that was a huge mess. Um, and, and people are not very happy about right. it. Right. I mean, but there's the, the sort of legal, like, fiduciary, legal responsibility angle is true, but... I really don't want to live in a world where people do things because they like should for their personal value. Well, look, I, I look at it this way: the problem is that the the whole trademark system is broken. Right. So that's like what, the yeah. patent system and all those things. I think these are antiquated, and uh, people couldn't make products in like five minutes and put them for sale across yeah, the world. You yeah. Know? The, the, so, the level at which we're getting stuff knocked off and and the the, the sort of perniciousness of that problem is uh, well, it's making people do crazy things. And, and also just the fact that like it's impossible to litigate unless you follow all these crazy rules um, makes it really, really hard. But uh, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to... to I, it's weird that I'm defending King here, but um, I, I kind of understand where they're coming from, or at least what their lawyer strategy is. Yeah. I think, for me, I can understand what they're doing in, from, a, from a legal perspective. And I, and I... The thing is, I bet most of the people, like myself included, who... Um, understand in many ways what's going on still think it's ridiculous mm -hmm. um even if the system allowed it and required it yeah you know candy i mean this is where the complexity of like what about trademarking candy crush saga in one part um how valid is that versus candy crush yep. versus like why not doing that obviously you have like these these uh um you know candy saga or whatever coming out yeah that just forget the crush i mean it's just in the end, though, uh, the way that they're doing it is very clearly in the cold-hearted lawyer way. Right. Whereas, like, if they're doing this, like, if you were to do it and you guys were like, hey, we're going to start suing people with, like, you know, yeah. zombie in the name of their <laughs> game. Um, the way you do it, especially if you're a multi-billion dollar, like, child money harvester, you, you are adult money. I mean, it's probably mostly adults. Mom money. I just don't want to believe that. Yeah. Um, uh is you sort of go to the public, announce what you're doing. You're like, hey, guys, like, we really don't want to do this. Like, Google... Google. Uh, can you... I don't know if you can do that, though. I don't legally, know if you can, you can, like, you can undermine your I'm own I'm sure there's a way to legal speak way. it in any uh, way you want to, like, go is, to well, Gamma Sutra, go to, right. like, whatever news outlet and basically be like, look, guys... Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Maybe don't we even have talk to do in this. specifics. Yeah. But it's like, you know, shareholders could revolt right. because they're arguing we're not defending right. our IP, blah, blah, right. blah. Well, for all you know, maybe maybe King paid me to make this message. Public. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Um, they didn't. Uh, I wish they You did. know, and I feel like even though there's a lot of haters out go for Google, I, a lot of people who hate Google, whatever, uh, Google haters, um, especially internally, they made it very clear that why they have patents mm. and... Um, you know, it's not to sue anybody. It's to defend getting sued. You know, I, I, I'm sure now in the total madness that is the circus of patent and trademark and IP litigation that no one quite sees this. But Google, I'm pretty sure, has never sued another um, major uh, player except for there was one that was just like some blatant okay. nonsense, you know, where yeah, it's just like know. pure fraud. Mm -hmm. um, but like, you know... Apple sued Google, Microsoft sued Google. Like um, at, when I was there, honestly, I haven't researched this thing. Might have changed. They were very clear that their policy was never to litigate unless it was like literally something that was destroying their company, you know, yeah. and, and not like defensive uh, litigation. Defensive litigation, exactly. <clears throat> um, and 
they probably tried their best to make that public knowledge, but to the extent sure. that you could. And I feel like in this world is the like sort of as gossipy as video as, as it is, they have just done an awful job. All mm-hmm. that I saw that one day was like they've registered candy, candy, and they're like sending takedown notices to like, you know, your grandma yeah. and her app. I yeah. mean, and also with their current reputation, sort of a weird move. Is it going to hurt them? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit, you know, outside of like Twitter and like. But yeah, I mean, I think it's foul. I think it's good that you bring that up. A Carter did a Carter said something somewhat similar to you mm-hmm. on Gamma Sutra. Was okay. it Carter? Carter Dotson? Yeah. From 148 Apps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it was on Android Rundown. Okay. I think. He definitely, it was either I'm mongling two names, but there's there's definitely sure, a sure. editorial out there about basically that sort of breaks down a lot of what you said. And Yeah. Um, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure it's Carter, but you could find that. Um, sure, sure, sure. I don't know. I still like, you know, the righteous. It doesn't feel right. Just, I certainly. I'm just like, yeah. Well, it's a symptom of something that's broken. So it's as, as all symptoms. Right. But about, there's so it's many good broken thing. systems. Yeah. And it's not your obligation to certainly. use them. You know, you could make the argument that King is worth, say, $8 billion or whatever. And this, the name is somehow worth, like the Candy Crush name is somehow worth, you know, one. Yeah. But it's totally not. You know, everyone knows Candy Crush Saga. Like, I don't know, but then at the same time, they probably like yeah. have are cloned like once a day. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting. Thanks yeah, for sharing that. So there's there's a couple news items. We should have done that at the beginning of the show. Uh, but anyway, yeah, let's let's get to the meat of this. Oh uh, wow, yeah, we totally. So, so uh, I would love to talk a little bit about Tower Madness Two, um, which is a game I'm extremely proud to have launched. Uh, we launched this yesterday. So, well, what can you say? So, we started this game uh, like four years ago. <laughs> Two, four years, you know. So, I mean, we the first Tower of Madness came out in two thousand nine, and and I would say it took about eight eight months, a year, until we were like, huh, we should make a sequel. And then we kind of like started on some ideas and came up with all these things, and we weren't sure like, what do you add to a sequel? Should we make it all three D with like hills and you shoot down from the hills and. And then we got into like deeper things like, well, maybe it should be like a totally different kind of game. And then I, maybe it was a first person shooter for a little while. And then it like turned into other things. I mean, it never was a first person shooter, but it uh, totally was. It, it's kind of evolved and went back and forth. There are different design docs that we made and we abandoned, and we made, and we abandoned. And making a sequel to a game that has such a, uh, I want to say passionate and devout following is, is an enormous responsibility. And, and every time we tried it, we were like, ah, this isn't quite right. This isn't quite right. We can't make this. It's not deserving of the Tower Madness uh, franchise. So... About nine months ago, um, we decided to to sort of give it a go, and um, really, what we we came up on quite early was let's let's not change the things that made this game really good. So let's let's keep it in the same overall kind of format. We're not going to like add all these crazy gimmicky mechanics like hills and stuff. We're we're just going to keep it like a standard grid based tower defense game, but let's make all of that really good. So. Um, there are so many things we added. I, I don't know even how to like begin describing them, but like we changed the way the AI of the towers works. So now it like knows to shoot things correctly. And if like something has a little bit of health, it's not going to like two, fi- two towers won't fire both at the same thing, ranging to completely overhauling all the artwork. Um, and I say overhauling, I mean, we like make, made everything from scratch uh, again with the, the help of our art director and, and, and many artists. Um, and we, we gave it a, a brand new look I and mean, we kind of imagined like, what was the spirit of the original game? It was this quirky, happy, fun world. Um, but now let's render it in, in higher fidelity because we have faster devices and, um, we have real artists and it's not me doing all the art. Um, 
and then we brought in our, our, our sound designer and had you know really good quality sound and it's not me and Iman going that was Volker I think I was because they the aliens die with a bit of a German accent you can kind of tell so all that stuff got changed we added music musical bits and a huge character system one of the things that sort of the original really kind of lacked was it didn't really have clear characters that the sheep were kind of iconic and the aliens were sort of iconic but there wasn't really a character so. Tower of Madness Bo. 2 has two major characters. Um, one is Bo, uh, who is a uh, sort of a hero ram. Uh, he wears a red bandana. Uh, uh, there may be some connection to a famous uh, movie character, but I'm not going to make it. Um, and uh, it was a, uh, just a really cool um, sort of character that, that, that helps to sort of save you when, you, um, when you're a beginner playing the game and you happen to leak, uh, leak something into the, into the pen. Um, you can uh, rely on Bo to basically run out and kill all the aliens and give you sort of a second shot. Um, a little bit kind of like the, the rockets in, um, in, in Castle Doombad, in that like, it, it'll just save you when you're just in the tight spot. It, it really helps for people who are just more learning kind of like, game. I mean, I kind of see it actually more similar to the fact that the princess can be captured. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? You sort of get, yeah. you can fail once. There's a bit of a, yeah, exactly. You can let them get to the end once. Right, right. So, so in Even this though case, it's, you it's have, a little bit more binary than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have also like 10 sheep, so it's, there's a bit more, more of a right, chance to yeah. fail. But, but yeah, a lot of that was done. Um, we added another character named Zen, who is uh, an alien with a kind of, he's like sort of this like old master, he's old like Japanese Confucius master, alien. Confucius alien. He has a long beard. And it's not clear why he's helping you. Uh, you're not right. sure I was if his like, intentions what's his angle, are, this traitor? Are, are good or bad. And like, is he really a traitor? Is he just like in it for himself? You don't really know yet. Um, just really likes towers, but he runs this uh, this shop, and that's where you get your upgrades. So, so that was one of the big departures from Tower Madness One. Is that in Tower Madness One, you start with um, all the towers basically have all the levels in them, so you can upgrade them up to level whatever it is, six, seven, eight, varies per tower. Um, in Tower Madness Two, it's it's really more of a progression. So you just start with a level one mortar tower, and you can't build it, build anything else, and you can't upgrade it. And as you play, as you finish levels, and as you finish levels with with different amounts of success. So if you save all your sheep, you get more wool and um, you can you can start to gradually unlock these uh, these towers. So so that that progression was something we, we worked a lot on and also tuned very very carefully in terms of like you know how how long do you have to play before you can unlock something and do we do we give people enough chances to go to the shop and earn things? Um, but yeah, the list goes on. So so we added all those things and we sort of took a step back and designed um, you know a lot of levels. We made uh, three different tile sets. That was the other thing we were really really uh, conscious about was that in Tower Madness 1, like we had different areas you could go and play. So there was like a moon level and there were After winter levels. Updates. And yeah, every every update tended to add uh, one of those things. And so so there were different like marshes and, and different places you could visit different tile sets. But they were completely cosmetic. Um, in Tower Madness 2 now, you have uh, things like the, the, the desert where it's really hot and so your towers will... Um, they'll overheat after a while. So you have to take that into account. Like if you have it's one really, cosmetic. really buff tower... Uh, well, after it shoots a bunch of times, it overheats, and now your aliens are just walking right past it. So you need to kind of change your strategy around, build more towers. Um, there are tricks to each thing. And, and then there's like an ice level where, or an ice campaign, I should say, where, where your towers freeze. So um, you need to, to basically tap them in order to unfreeze them. And that's, that's actually kind of a, a neat thing to it play. Kind of makes because it more It does. It makes it very, very action-y. It takes it back from like the like lean back and watch your towers do stuff. Because if you, you do can't that, use fast forward as much freeze. either. Yeah. Fast forward is hard to use there because it's like, <laughs> so there was a lot of tuning and like how long should it take before they freeze and like what are the different freeze levels and a lot of that was going on. Um, and then on top of that, what we found as we were playing this game was that uh, we really wanted a way to compare our, our scores. 
And in the original Tower of Madness, we had a score system, which was based on like how many towers you had left at the end and like how many you built and how many aliens you killed and how fast you sent them. It's like a whole mix of different things that ended up in this kind of very opaque, kind of confusing number. Um, Not confusing. Just but yeah, as we were developing this, there was this insight that, that we, should, we should just have this be based on time. Because ultimately, if you send a wave faster um, and you kill the wave, then, then the next wave can come and we'll just have it be that way. So each, each landing spot can have a UFO on it uh, one at a time. And then if, if the UFO is still there, that means you haven't killed all the, all the aliens that came out of it. And once they're all dead, then it leaves and a new one comes. So the trick is really to send them as quickly as you can um, in order to get the fastest time. Um, and then uh, a lot of strategy goes into you know, how you get the best time, like what, where do you place it and what but do you upgrade. But there's nothing and... faster than invasion mode, right? In other words, like you no. can't send the towers, you can't send the waves faster right. apart from your own actions. Exactly. If you, can, if you can kill them like right as soon as they get off the UFO, like that's basically the quickest you can dispatch yeah. them. And, and but if, invasion if mode would that, need to be on. The theoretical maximum time you can get, or shortest time you can get, is to put a super powerful tower next to the launch launch pad, so that as soon as anything disembarks, it dies immediately. Right. And then the sum of those times is the fastest you can get, like right. the theoretical maximum for. Because the ship won't leave until all of its previous. Right. Uh, so then, passengers yeah, and then off. you just account for the travel time of that UFO leaving and a new one coming in, and you you could come up with some maximum, um, and and so. It'd be kind of cool if you posted a theoretical maximum for each level. I, I guess we could do that. Yeah, you could calculate it. Well, that, that might be useful for cheating too. Is it, if you're below the theoretical right. maximum, maybe you well, shouldn't we know publish no it because then people will be like, uh-huh, yeah, we, maybe we you should. Well, maybe we already do use that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, we don't have that yet. One point one. Um, but so, wasn't as extreme as Tower Madness One, right? You had like you we had did. So replays. Tower Madness One worked a, a whole different way, where it would like record all the players' actions and re-simulate them, and, and it was like the most robust anti-cheat system ever made. Um, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, it was just like, it wasn't very, uh, it, it didn't scale well to like zillions and zillions and zillions of games. Right. Because um, you had to ensure that the, the, the code running the simulation was exactly the same as the device. And well, that rules out any kind of hopes for Android. Um, and it, it was a really cumbersome situation. But we decided to kind of forego that. Uh, now we're, our replays are based off of uh, screen recording. So um, you can post things to, uh, to YouTube using Camcord, which is an API that we're using. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a uh, really the star-based progression. So so you can get one star if you save uh, less than five sheep, and more than five sheep, you'll get uh, two stars, and then um, three stars if you save them all, and then four stars if you enable what Kevin mentioned earlier, which is invasion mode, where basically all the UFOs come as fast as they can. Which is the only way you should play, FYI. If I think you're so. Not, I mean, unless you, you're you a casual player, you don't really have a chance of getting the best time if you don't use that. But um, and because Certainly it just makes it more challenging. But it's it's super hard. Like I I think uh, our best player, who's Fulker, our CTO, uh, he he he. It's a challenge for him to even beat like the last campaign. Uh, fully. Yeah, the it gets a lot harder. It got a lot harder for me in the last campaign. Like I just coasted through the first three. Coasted is perhaps an exaggeration, but I did not <laughs> struggle. Right to, to get beat. full full stars on on those levels. No, I mean, but here you can see like I sort of figured out, out invasion mode yeah, around here, bad. and it's like thirty six. Like that's five out of forty though. You can do better on the desert campaign. Yeah, yeah, but I sort of like, <laughs> I sort of like. Dude, you didn't even beat the first campaign. You got thirty out of forty. Yeah, because I didn't know about invasion mode at that point. I was just like, whatever Nonsense. this game. But you got two stars. I don't know. Why isn't this Maybe rotation can... thing a circle, Arash? Uh, it's linear. You know, we we thought about that, but but the, ta- the levels don't look as great edge on. And there's, there's, I don't actually remember why we. No, 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 no. I mean, you mean that why, would be why cool are they too. flat, like instead of turning? You no, know, as they, as they wrote, as they change, you see it, then, then it just moves over and then slide. It's like two different steps. It's like. Oh, I, I see know. what you're saying. Why is it, why is it doing that way? 
uh, just to maximize the visibility on the screen. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But let's talk about the elephant in the room, and that is how compressed this launch title graphic is. <laughs> this is it's all this PBR is like TC. if you if you told me that like if you changed the name of this game and you took yeah. away the sheep and you and told I, me that Arash Kashmiri made this game, yes. I'd be like bullshit. You wouldn't believe it. Well, we had to. That's the thing. This game is under hundred megs. It's seventy something. But so it's we far were, under. I guess maybe you're leaving. We some wanted room to keep it down because I hate big games. I hate big bundles. I hate it. I just yeah, but it like, sucks. Look at those pixels. We, we, you know, it was a compromise. We needed to do that. PVRTC 2 or 4, I think, is on that one. But it's like these, these full-screen Retina iPad They're images huge. are huge. And we didn't want to cut the resolution down because then that's another bad thing. Um, you know what was also pretty, pretty crunchy was the... Uh, so launch images, which are all required for all your devices, mm -hmm. those things can get really big. Yeah. Like if you do them naively, you could, you could throw like 30 megabytes of images into your bundle. Um, so I, a quick tip for you guys, there's a thing called image optim and also a PNG alpha or something. There are two tools made by the same people. They'll both be on the same website, image optim, O P T I M, uh, lets you do all the like quantization. So you can take a 250 or a 20, what is it? 24 bit, 32 bit PNG and, and turn it into a, a palletized eight bit image, which will save you a lot of space in a really, really smart, nice way, way better than like Photoshop's, uh, dithering stuff. Anything's better than Photoshop. Um, uh, it'll also do things like dither your alphas and really just great stuff for PNG assets. Um, of course, this is nothing to, for PVR stuff, but but for your launch images, which have to be PNG, you can use it for that. Um, and just really good compression. It uses PNG Crush for part of it and runs a whole bunch of different algorithms. These clouds look really clean. Thank you. But what about this? You just yeah maybe I'll I'll just for Kevin maybe there'll be a Kevin edition which is like two hundred megabytes and it'll have like it wouldn't even be that thing as I was like it's like it's like seventy <laughs> megabytes I'm like oh my god you could like you could totally fit you could this. put you could do like you could put an EXR in here you, you could have you a like could. thirty two bit texture you floating could. point texture you could maybe it's so, a possibility oh well, but, I'll consider it I'll put it in the list of things that have been requested but no aerial rounded. Certainly not. At least. Certainly not. We are using some really sexy nice, fonts here. Very clean. We um I don't know how much of our secrets I want to give away here. So we we are using a, a glyph glyph map for this stuff, but it's very sophisticated. Um and for the internationalization it had to be. Um since we support uh Japanese and Korean. And because it's on Which is a first for us. Uh Android yes, and iOS. So supports it has Android to be... and iOS and, and we're proud to say it's it's virtually identical on both platforms. So um Except we, for we took... there's no we, you found a way to make Game Center work on Android. Oh, you mean a game services? No, I mean that's what I'm saying services? they're not. Yeah, obviously yeah. they're not. Identical. No, of course not. But it's the same experience, as close as we could get it for almost everything. Yeah. Um I tried to play it on Android yeah. today because I have this like um maybe I can't talk about it. Doesn't matter. I have like a tablet. Yeah. And um uh Fucking Wi-Fi was it was like I was connected <laughs> to the Wi-Fi. I go there, it's like connected, yeah. everything's working, signal strength strong, and sure. I go to like the browser, and it's like you don't have an internet connection. I was like, what uh, do you mean I don't have an internet connection? I go to Maps, Google Maps, no internet connection. I was like, this is Android. Uh -huh. I was like, this is Android right this here. My is device Android. is useless, <laughs> and I have no idea why. I restarted it. Yeah, you know, did a cold hard reboot. Sounds like a good experience. <sighs> anyway, so I'm assuming it works right. on Android. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to see what it was like. Mm -hmm. um, anyway. But yeah, so, so this is, this is Tower Menace 2. Now, part of our design, uh, I would say, well, a really long time ago, we decided that we were going to basically make this a premium game. Um, and what that meant for us was a few things. So, so first of all, it meant that we would charge money for it, obviously. But, but the other thing is that we wanted to make sure it wasn't super grindy. Um, <clears throat> and that we'd provide a lot of free content for players. So, so everything in the game can be unlocked with gameplay. Um, there's, there's no position where you'd be like, ah, like, fuck this. Like I have to, uh, you know, buy this thing. And we really try to stay away from that. I feel like you can, you can unlock something after, uh, you know, every few rounds. 
Um, that was a big focus for us. The, the timing of the game, all designed to basically be, be as fun as possible and not give us some sort of monetization goal. Um, there are a few things we did add, though. So you can, you can watch, um, watch Vungle ads um, from the shop. If you, if you are super impatient, you can watch a video and get a few wool just to kind of... And it, it's not so big of an amount that it'll like, make a huge difference in your game. But it's enough that like, if you're at a point where you have like 900 and you need 1,000, you could watch a... I, I did think before when I was video. playing the early levels and I didn't have the wool doubler, right. I, thought, I thought it was pretty high. I was like, whoa. I was like, I don't even play this game anymore. I'm just going to watch <laughs> these videos. Because yeah. like the, the rewards on the first um, levels are like 300 mm -hmm. wool. Yeah. And even on the later levels, they're more like 1,100, 1,200 right. times two. It starts to... Um, right. So in the early game, you could really kind of skip some stuff. It's I mean, very tricky to if balance you're, If you're impatient, you're going to get impatient in the early game. And that's where the, the, that stuff right. really matters. That's where it's anyway. the most valuable anyway. Yeah, it is. So, um, and it's really great if it's like you have 3,200 wool and you're trying to get something that's 3,500. That's kind of the thing. The I hate those times when you get stuck on the lip. Um, but yeah, and there's 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 daily limits in the Vungle stuff. So so you can't like play the but entire game with Vungle. But if you're you know in, inclined to do that, you, you might as well just send me a check. So why we'll didn't you sell wool? Why don't we sell yeah. wool? That's, and that's part of our premium strategy, too. So we didn't want it to make so you could just, like, buy your way through the game. But you can. You kind of can. But, I mean, really, you can You, you more can't. than kind of can. Right we here, I can, like, the... pay, press this button, and it's, like, sure, to but, the store. Sure, but you, you could, sort of. I mean, I don't know. It was kind of like, let's make it direct. Because the thing is, we didn't want to do, like, a virtual currency situation. But um, you have a virtual currency. Sort of, but it's not really virtual. So in the sense that, like, you can't buy into that currency. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's separate from the economy of, like, the actual, like, dollars of the game. Um, so you can, you can just buy a tower and that's, that's good for a number of reasons. So, so one of the main ones is that like when you buy a fully unlocked tower, that becomes a, uh, it's a non-consumable purchase. Mm. So, so for, mm. for things like restoring purchases, wonderful. Um, uh, in that sense, it was really appealing. And, and we just like the idea of like having a price for this tower. Like you just pay money for this thing as a, as a, like just just from pure principle perspective like i really don't like it when it's like you need to buy this currency and then you can spend you know you have to buy 10 microsoft points and then you can spend eight microsoft points on a game and you have two left over and then oh my god what do right. I do? it's like just pay three dollars and upgrade the tower to maximum and you get what you pay for the challenge is i mean that's a really good point because it's really nice to not have consumables because like refunding and like people are like i lost all my money and like all this shit and you don't have to deal with that right um but it's interesting because the items lose value, mm -hmm. or essentially the the in-app purchase loses value right. as you upgrade the tower. The in-app purchase does lose value as you upgrade the tower. Because it we, costs the same. We've yeah. thought about this a lot. So if you're at level 5 and you want to get level 6, yeah. you have to pay the same amount as though you were at level 1 and right. you go to level 6. Um, and that's just sort of a casualty of war. It so is a casualty speak. of war. I don't know. I think I think we did that because we didn't want it to be like you could you could solve that problem by making many different current like different purchases and they change as per no, level. No, that'd be ridiculous. So it's the like only way to solve that is to have it that you six, buy wool. That's we decided not to it. do that. Um, really, I mean, I think a lot of the philosophy for this game was like so. Limbic is in a position where we can kind of like shape the market in this way. Like we can take a stand on these things that we believe in. We can take a stand on we want this game to be premium, so it really is premium and. We can, we can do in-app purchases in a way that's not scammy. We can do advertising in a way that's totally opt-in. Um, let's try to sort of take the high road on every possible thing we can um, with the hope that, that other developers, developers will see this game. They'll be like, well, Limbic did this. They were successful. We should do that too. We don't have to, to sort of do these things that, that, that uh, I, you know, from my high horse, I sort of believe are, are bad for the industry and bad for players. But this, my one thing that I brought up, mm -hmm. if I had been on the bait, I would have brought it up earlier, <laughs> um, 
is 25,000 wool. Yes. The, for tower, the extra slots tower slots are very expensive. But they're also not entirely necessary. That's it's exactly why they're expensive. Right. So I believe that the game is really interesting when you only have four tower slots because you really have to make some tough decisions. And I think that doing, and, and you also notice that tower slot five is a dollar, but tower slot six is two dollars. Or, and similarly, the prices go up in, in wool game, in in game wool as well. So it, it, that was a conscious decision. We really wanted to make it so players would like try to play without all the slots. And so my thing was not that it cost twenty five thousand. I think right. that that's fine. Right. It's that it costs a dollar. Yes. And I was like, it should cost five dollars because <laughs> it just took me like. I, I'll Four change it to five dollars underneath. I'll put because Kevin, and then it'll have your email address. And you can can I get also get the difference in re, <laughs> the difference in revenue? We'll I really that. think you would make a lot of money. <laughs> oh, look at this crazy thing! The text goes away. We we have a, a very very oh, custom oh, oh, sexy oh, thing oh. called a, a plop function that uh, our text oh. comes in in a really cute mm -hmm. little way, kind of like. And it's also actuated by my sliding motion. It is that, that screen kind of that you're looking here. at. So Kevin's playing with the uh, the shop screen. Um, we do some really cute shader work too, uh, to um, to basically go between the different uh, different weapons. So we're we're using some shader stuff to sort of make them sort of morph into the hollow pad. You needed to use you needed to use uh, not UVs. You needed to use like a separate UV channel, like a screen space, or know, just do like something expensive and difficult. <laughs> this guy, this guy here, so, what Zen is his yes, name? Spelled with an X. X E N. He has some very sophisticated animations. Yes. So there's there's two animation systems in this game. Uh, one is a traditional skeletal based animation system, which is uh, you know the kind of thing you see. In, and by the way, this is all our own custom engine. We don't use yeah. Unity or anything. It's Wait, all... this isn't Unity? No, it's not Unity. But how did you oh produce a game without Unity? How did you I do thought that? Developers what? only just like run in circles. I thought everybody and... just uses Unity. Isn't yeah. It? Isn't that the only way know. to make a game these days? You, you must can't. be lying. Oh man, I must be lying. Yeah, no. So this is our. We've been working on this engine for since the beginning of the company. It's been revised and revised and revised, and is largely the the. the it I becomes a team member. Entirely, the work of our of our brilliant CTO. But um, yeah, no. I mean, uh, so two animation systems. There's a skeletal based animation system that we use for all the characters. So like Bo and um, and Rambo are both both driven off of you know very. A sophisticated rig that you know has facial animation and everything. Right. So that is even it, his like. Can you talk about it a little bit? Is it uh, just because I'm curious? Is yeah. it is a combination CPU and GPU or is it all GPU? I believe it is all done on the GPU. Ah, oh, um, so like so, so I mean you just have a lot of bones that come from yes. some proprietary tool that yes. imports proprietary from... tool being Modo. Okay. Uh, oh, so but and, Modo, and Modo and then plugin and then what's we, but what's we go in between? There. Between there is just uh, just some scripts that Fulker wrote. And okay. That's it. Yeah. Because um, yeah, because see the thing is is. Unless they just lie, yes. the we're gonna get a little bit technical here for All a right. second. The the uh, maximum number of uniform vectors you exactly. can have, in yes. other words, is 128. This is the, the the barrier people run into. So you you start running out of bones basically. Right. Yeah. Unless you don't in. have normals, ah. because if you have normals, you oh. need to do a normal transformation, which is an inference transpose yes, of the right. linear part of the matrix. I think you lost like 80 percent of audience. I'm being well, generous here. It's like you're probably not. The 20%, I really like you that's the left. The two guys. <laughs> so, because I'm super jealous, because basically I'm limited to like, if you do, because like my zombies have normal mapping and stuff, so I have a, lot, a good yes. deal of uniforms. Well, look, Kevin, this comes back to sort of like a design philosophy. So, right. So, the thing is... You can get a lot we, more character. The reason we did it this way is because we didn't add lighting because we didn't need lighting. I mean, we took a very, like, we, we look up to Blizzard. You have nicely masked it, though, with some textures. Well, that's what stuff. we've done is we've baked very, very sophisticated, very clean. Like, I mean, he's standing behind or in front of a blue light. And that blue light, like, has baked in rim lighting along yeah. his, like, left side. 
But the, the fact is that we were able to get away with a very, very good look without using normals, without using any per pixel lighting. None of that stuff is in the game at all. And then at that point, you know, where it really matters that we can have a really cool rig, we, we benefit. Right. Um, we could have added, you know, per pixel lighting this guy and done all that stuff. But then, but then it's like, would that have mattered? Because he would have looked the same, no, but, no, but no. wouldn't have had the bones. What really, would have made, what really frustrates me the most is that why the hell is it 128? It's 128 on freaking iPhone 3GS, and mm. it's 128 on this on iPad. And it's like, Air. just make it 256, man. Yeah. Jeez. So anyway, um, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're I was kind of impressed with that because that uh, shit is not easy. Yeah. The other the other thing that we do is so in in Hard Madness One we had uh, OBJs that I would just like load in as frames. Mm. So it was like a like a, was 2D, a 2D frame by frame animation, like but with, animation. with 3D frames, I guess. So, and that that gave us really jerky motion for everything. It was like. Doo, 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 doo. And, uh, yeah, so is this all skin? So, so that's where we're going to get to the cool stuff. Because um, that shit's just... We ended up uh, uh, looking at that. And that, that stayed, like that system stayed in the game um, up until very, very recently, actually. Maybe, oh, really? Maybe a month ago or two months ago, we, um, we, we realized, and I should say that our CTO realized, um, that, that we could do some really sophisticated blending between the frames. Um, I'm so not going to get tweening. into a lot of detail here, but uh, it, it let us get basically very, very smooth animation um, this is without having to do bones. Right. So you're just basically, you're probably, well, I did this in college actually. Mm -hmm. Is um, Well, actually, I don't know if you would do it this way, but basically you can send, I would send both the current frames vertices and the next frames vertices. It's, yeah. I mean, the idea is you're going to blend between, blend through time. Right. Um, and um, there's and there's caveats to all of it. Like things will break in certain ways. And you've got to be clever about how you do it. Because I was about to say, like, there's just, I mean, right. actually, I mean, because otherwise doing, you could not do mm -hmm. this many skinned characters That's, just because of the, the, the lack of optimization. You have to do it entirely on the CPU. You, you probably could. It, it gets intense. So, so there's, th that was one of the cool tricks we did among others. And, and those are the types of things that we can, we can really leverage having our own engine. And that's pretty cool because, you know, it doesn't, it, it works really well, even with these yeah. mechanical even characters. Even mechanical stuff works really he well. He has some great, I really like this guy's <laughs> animations when he like, there's nice. uh, what I'm pointing at is there's a it's like the boss level like spider bot yeah. oh I can tap yeah. on him that's so cool spider bot spider XL yep. yeah one of the, my one of my uh, favorite things about this game is um, especially since you have limited tower slots is you select the map you uh, when you you go to the map browser you select the map and it sort of zooms in on the map and then these two like sides mm -hmm. like yin yang dark versus you know light and evil come in bad, yeah. and it shows you your t where you can choose your towers and you have bow and then you have all the enemies that are the, like the set of enemies you can tap on them and see and it has like their weaknesses and like you know a little totally Kerbal inspired <laughs> yeah, like it was cuteness there's well, I, one I, of them was I, literally I wrote like all of these after playing Kerbal I was like ah oh, that's such one a good of them thing. was literally like they, we found this lying on the side of the that road was, which was straight totally out of Kerbal an homage to Kerbal um, and it's really cool and then it like kind of does this cute little like uh, you know spring and pull animation as it pulls away but you can see that you know they're facing off and they're all they have each has their own taunt animation mm -hmm. Even the jet, I was like waiting for his. I was like, "What's yeah. the jet guy's gonna be?" They all have time. I mean, we 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 spent a lot on doing really good animation. Yeah, that animation is we, like we the most a lot of resources asset. Too. Um, we were we were lucky because our our animators are just ridiculously talented. So so they were able to really extract a lot of just character and personality out of these, yeah. these meshes. So this this the spider bot XL. He when he takes a lot of damage, he like turns into a shell. Pulls his legs it's in, just yeah. really clean and like there's no clipping or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just like yeah. It just looks yeah. uh, really we were, sweet. We were super picky about this stuff. Like, there was a lot of iteration. Like, hey, this thing's poking through, and ooh, I don't know about that thing. So it was a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of just going back and forth, making it all really perfect. Um, yeah, I'm kind of glad to hear that you didn't use skinned animation, because then I would have been like, 
how did you do it? Like, can I have your OpenCL library that does like <laughs> dig in there mass yeah. like bone deformation? No, it was a totally totally custom solution. We we rigged it up all ourselves and ran into a lot of issues, and, and then it was done. Um, but yeah, it worked out really well, and it gives us a lot of performance. Uh, what else can I say that's interesting here? Um, yes, uh, that's that's basically. I mean, that's that's the idea. So so I guess a couple of interesting things on the on the the marketing and the launch of the game. Um, I should have checked our ranks. We're we're definitely top 100 overall in the U.S. now um, on day one. Uh, I guess it's day two now. Day two. Um, but 24 Feature. hours after launch. We, uh, yeah, um, no, I was looking at Apple it. Apple gave it's, us yeah some good features. You're doing better on and, iPad than on iPhone. We are, and I, I have sense. some theories on that. I mean, part of it's because you know people on iPad are like more accustomed to paying a little bit more for the HD versions and stuff like that. It's also a better experience higher. on iPad. It's yeah, I mean always. I mean, a tower experience. defense game is like you know mm -hmm. it's much better. You I want a lot of screen room to touch stuff and. Um, though the new mechanic for building towers is much better. Where do you it's like sort it? of like I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I know it's much better. We used to do a pie menu where you touch and then these things would spring out, um, and it was more like local to where you were touching. Right. But the problem is there wasn't that much room, and you had to go through like a hierarchy of towers to fix stuff. Right. It this was is slower. Faster. This is slower. Yeah. This is much faster, and like it's also more like you're always touching in the same place. Mm -hmm. So like when you're like building your maze, it's a lot easier to be like. Yep. Do, do, exactly. People can hear this when I'm typing. Yeah, they can. Like it kind of goes. <laughs> kind of like sounds that. like in the game. Oh my god, there's a cat. A cat just appeared behind you. I have cats. Yeah. It's walking. They're not my no, cats. No, outside. The neighborhood cats. Yeah. That that's the mean cat. That's the orange cat. An orange cat. There's a really really friendly the calico cat that's on the other side. Cat. Yeah. No, that that cat's an asshole. What is it doing? It's asserting its, its its trademark rights. It's got to do that. It's looking at me. It's filing a trademark. Okay. For cat. Yeah. <laughs> that's king. Call that cat king, cat, cat king. king, cat king, cat king com. saga. Um, um, oh, that's kind of interesting. There's a bunch of you know, there's a bunch of new top level domains coming out like over the next couple of months. Yeah, like dot guru dot carpenter dot like mm -hmm. everything dot carpenter. I mean, look it up. Yeah, there's like dot like <laughs> contractors Ugh. dot construction. I was like, wow, like I wouldn't want a domain that's that long. Man. Anyway, it's kind of cool. I looked for anything that was interesting for indies, but there's dot graphics, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, because, like, if you're, sure. you know, you're in graphics, you could be like, I'm, like, Kevin.Graphics. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but they're Sounds first cheesy. coming up for sale, so. When, when's that happening? I need to jump on this and get Arash.Everything. Right. Um, <laughs> it's it's happening every week okay. until, like, middle of March. Damn. There's, like, different. Have you, have you picked up any? Sets? No, none of them, none of them seemed. I kind of yeah. wanted to, like, think of really famous ones and just park them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Make a couple bucks. Because that's the way to make money in a noble and. Respectable kind of way. Hey, at least it's for sale. <laughs> at least I'm willing to work with at these people. At least it's legit. At least you're not filing trademarks. Um, yeah, no, I'm so not going to do that. On that note, uh, what else did we talk about? So let's see. There's the yeah. So we got featured. Um, that's been really really helpful. And thanks to Apple for that. Um, but but yeah. Oh, the other thing we did that was was different is we we tried kind of a, a, a an experimental strategy. And I had a chat with Eli about this. He's like, Why did you do that? Um, we didn't talk about this game. We didn't At announce all. this game. We didn't give the press any previews. We didn't tell anyone anything. No one knew about this game until we launched it. This is like Temple Run 2 style. It was hardcore, yeah. I mean, it was like, like how does Apple release a product, right? Like, they don't tell you it's there, and then it's like, oh, available now. Um, but there's all this, like, people know it's coming. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, we didn't want any of that. We were like, you know what? I think our fans are, are, are loyal enough, and they'll be surprised enough that everybody's just going to jump on it when it comes out. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's out. So... We released a very, very tiny teaser on our Facebook. That's all we did. We put just a number two. Um, and then people were like, oh my God, when's it coming? Ah. And, and then two what days later, mean? we released it. Yeah. So Is it counting down or up? <laughs> I don't understand. Where do I put my money? Um, 
And it, it worked out really well. It was really interesting because what that did is it, it focused the, all the press attention, all of the you know, buzz at whenever anybody heard about the game, they could go buy it. It wasn't like, oh, this sounds really cool. I need to check that out and I have to wait a week. And then and forget get about it. By and all get the distracted other. about it. So I mean, that's the thing. Like the nature of the app store is, it's a very um, uh, impulsive market, right? You're just it's an impulse buy. You're like, oh, that sounds cool. I buy it now. Or your friend tells you about it, and you go buy it now. It's not like a like a movie, right? Where you have to like plan an afternoon to go see the new Robocop. Right. No, you like you just oh now oh you don't impulsively go see a movie. You need you need lead up for that sort of thing. Um, but this is yeah, it was just like let's just make it work. And and so far, I think the strategy has been neat. Um, a few people have actually like we've gotten some some interview questions from the media just like based on this strategy itself like they don't even care about the game they're just like why did you not announce it like they're like what are we this? not important what to are you doing? like what the hell like come on <laughs> I did get a few people who emailed me are like why did you not tell us that you launched this game like do you not like us anymore do I smell bad what's like, the deal is you it not that... should I get a haircut <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll make everybody self conscious so uh, so yeah if you're out there in the media and you're upset that I didn't give you a preview it wasn't just you don't worry don't worry I you still, weren't missing out on anything with I this still compressed love all of you and Kevin hates the launch screen launch thing that's just because like I am such a file size like well, hardcore I mean yeah what I'm working on right now I mean what you're working on right now has large large files well that's because <laughs> I the thing is they're gonna obviously they're gonna get smaller as we get towards launch right now, it's like, I don't need to downsize this. Yeah. Let's throw it in the Atlas, whatever. Just throw it. It's okay. Um, so these, a, these I, devices do a re- like you throw some complexity at them in terms of shader right. complexity and they just like go, yeah. if you just throw big textures at them, look, it's, they don't care. No, they don't. It's not a performance thing. Right. It's much. entirely a file size thing. It's truly, yeah. it is for us. It's a file size thing. It's like a, I mean, you can just deploy the app faster when there aren't that many things right. in it. You can. There are a lot of just benefits. It installs like everything about it, it installs is quicker. Better. It's just a little like, people aren't going to uninstall it because it's taking up all the space. On right, the that is really annoying. I, I, have I that. still buy sixteen gig devices, and for me, like I have right. to uninstall big games. Like they just like that's literally a thing that like hurts their user retention. Like I had to take Real Racing Three off because I was like, I don't play this enough to it's justify like a gig, how much yeah. space I it mean, takes. I think that I think that two hundred is safe. Yeah, I mean when I when I uninstall apps, I don't know about you, but like I sort them by size. Oh, for sure. I always do that. And then yeah, I, the first I one the is always ones. like I always delete like Infinity Blade for the yeah, tenth time. Exactly. Delete, you know exactly. So so I I don't want our app to show up near the top of that list. I realize like as I like I'm like bobbing my head. I'm like oh I should be much closer to the microphone. Yeah, no I've, one like, heard lost, anything you said for the last. I've time. totally lost all my skills because it like <laughs> sounds it sounds fine in my headphones. Hey, I'm anyway. Kevin. Arash is the one. Arash is the ones with the with the monitor. So. I have the monitor. Yeah, I can. Uh, I should get a doubler. We'll I only mod. Yeah, time. I think I. Uh, I actually one have one. Two? We should try that. Oh my god, we should do that. I don't know why. I like. I think basically, like the first time we were like, we should do that, and then we're like, whatever. But yeah, we should get more um, serious about this. Kevin. But yeah, let's talk a little bit more about like, because um, this is a big deal. Like making a new game is a big deal. Yes. Um, uh, and I mean, I guess I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but sure. the. I'll tell you, like, I'll, I'll just stop you if I can't talk about the it. The price, you know, is yeah. like, I think that's probably a lot of people's like, wow, like. Why is it so expensive? You know, right. Not even so expensive, but like versus just two ninety nine. Sure. You know. It's a fair question. So we. And, and not even short term, like forget about launch because that's right. happened and like. Right. But more like long term, what do you expect to happen or do you expect to, do you have plans to sure. sort of help there, keep it There alive? are no current plans for sale. Um, I do not plan to make the game free. Uh, those things are, are are not currently on on the schedule. I mean, anything can happen, but but that's not currently planned. So so for us, a lot of it is why did we choose two dollars or three dollars? Why did we not choose three dollars over five dollars? Um, so so Tower Madness orig- the original is is three bucks, or it was until recently. I don't know if we went back. It's three bucks. It's three bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
uh, three bucks for Tower Madness, and then HD uh, for the longest time was eight bucks. I don't remember if we brought that down either. Yeah, it's fine. I should remember this. Yeah. So you know my price is better than yeah. that. Thank you. So three dollars and five dollars for for these two versions. Now the thing is, this is universal, um, which which was a, a you know right. You can almost a argue for like the average. So in a sense, this is like the HD version, but it also works on iPhone. Mm-hmm. You might ask, well, why are we making the iPhone guys pay more for it? Well, you know, it's Retina and all that good stuff. And at the end of the day, what what, it's just what justified this price for us was that we built an experience that was. Um, uh, very high-end, like very, very high-end expensive graphics, high-end expensive uh, motion and animation. The sound is extremely good from a very, very high-end sound designer. We basically wanted to put the best ingredients into this dish. And in the end, to make it like make sense and to also you know, sort of respect its value, um, we decided to charge the higher price. Now, I think there's also some, some stuff at work here. Like when somebody pays $5 for a game, um, I, I feel like they're a little bit more invested in the game and they're like... They're more mm-hmm. serious about it. They're not just kind of like dropping in to check it, it out. It's like, you know, why is why is Burke A like a hundred something thousand dollars? It's because like, you know, they don't want people jumping in and out of it. It's we wanted people to be a little bit committed because in the sense like strategy games like Tower Madness are games that you don't just kind of pick up and play for five minutes and then throw away. It's not a quick like amusement. It's it's a little bit, it takes a little bit of devotion to to get the most out of it. Like you need to play the first campaign, and the first campaign is basically a big tutorial. And then by the time you get into the second campaign is where the real gameplay starts. But honestly, like in my opinion and a lot of our like Limbic's opinion, like the the game really like the real meat of the game is the fourth campaign. Mm-hmm. That's when like you're really applying all the that's stuff you've I, learned, that's and all the mechanics say. come into play. I like coasted through the first that's, three. That's when the game really. I feel like that's when it really gets started, which makes me extremely excited for like the maps that we're going to be adding and the updates. But but really like, I feel like a player has to have invested five dollars to last that long, in some ways like. Not to say that the game isn't fun enough for them to keep playing, but there's a certain, like, you're buying into a bigger experience than something you just jump into. My wife, um, she objects to this sound. The sound of the, t- the, the stun the taser, gun? The taser tower, yeah. We had to call it stun gun because taser is a trademark. Because but. the thing is, is like, you can't even hear the other sounds. It totally, yeah. And we had this issue with the Tesla as well. The Tesla's been, been brought down these, a little bit. These speakers, it's not like yeah. the speakers just like, they like loudify. They saturate on that. It's anyway, like some frequency that's really good. She was like, for... Kevin, you need to turn that off. <laughs> Something we could also add is like some variation. So it's like, so, some, a very mild amount. But I think yeah. you could just turn down the volume on the stun gun. Because it looks really good. Like the little electric charge, it looks Thanks. really nice. My, my biggest role on the, on the code side for this game was all the effects um that's the the bit that they let me do <laughs> uh, uh, little things here and there too but like the main thing i kind of take credit for was the the effects the artwork was done largely by our art director are you looking for work um <laughs> but yeah i did like dude explosions are seriously hard to do yeah i mean like we we look at explosions all the time but to make a really good explosion like that effect took me a really really long time um to like how fast do the little bits go should they fly with gravity should there be air resistance how does the flash look how much how big should that be how does the pacing work like explosions like a lot goes on in a very short amount of time um there are a lot of little bits to it it's like and there's technical constraints definitely i mean the first explosion i made had like you know tons and tons of particles and it looked amazing but then i was like hey how's this and then we put it in and it's like well we can have one mortar tower on the screen at a time So. Olympic.com has a has a Volker rule of its own. It does. It's just a little bit different. It than... does a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, it, ultimately, you know, our, our CTO Volker is this um, very particular German guy, and and that's why you know the games 
you know, for example, I can say like this game has had astonishingly few crash reports. Like there have been zero memory leaks reported, zero actual like maybe very very low. Like I want to say like less than twenty crashes. Um, it's it's everything is done with this sort of like intense discipline. So, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm very much not that way, and I'm I'm glad that I'm not the person who makes the final call on on some of these things. And and I think that that really has lent a lot of its uh, that discipline is is shown sort of in the, in the quality of the final product. Um, and I, I think like as a game designer, like that's something that you sort of need is this balance between people who are throwing in like, you know, really crazy ideas and then people who are just kind of like, Hey, this isn't sane. Like you need to, uh, bring this down a notch. It's like me on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. And then me maybe on Thursday you and have Friday. that kind of within yourself. It's like, For us, you it's like dial it back. each of us kind of like, we kind of balance each other out. Yeah. Um, well, I'm almost always the guy who breaks something because I either do it wrong or I do it some crazy way or I throw too many particles in and then then we argue about it for a while it's like ah come on but it looks so good but then he's like well we can only have one mortar tower <laughs> and then eventually it's like yeah we'll be the best mortar tower done, ever so. there's a lot of back and forth and I, I was it was extremely enjoyable um working on that stuff cool but yeah so uh that's the game and we're just we're just uh keeping a close eye on what people think we're getting uh some people who are like ah five dollars is too expensive and Funny thing is that those people are people are who haven't that? played the game. Right, of Nobody course. Nobody has reviewed the game, or at least not to my knowledge, and said like it wasn't worth it. Like one guy gave it five stars, in. but at the bottom of his review, he was like five dollars. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he so, still bought it and yeah, put five stars. I mean, let's be real here. Five dollars is not a lot of money. So um, this guy had like big, the big slime. The rolling guy. Yeah, the animation on that was insanely hard for animators yeah, to perfect because it's like the eyes kind of roll underneath him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also to, deforming. At trying the same to do time. that with bones, it was right. I was like, very, I was, very. But I was really, thinking, do they use a combination of like vertex tweening or that is a that is a showcase of just animator skill? I think is is that that one boss because in the end, it's just a series bones. of vertex frames. Ultimately, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just just some really really great work. A lot of cool stuff. We worked a lot on the like building animations for the towers, so these little holes that open up. Yeah, the ground a little and they pop cre- out. creative use of stencil buffer. Exactly. Yeah, we um, did some clever, clever stuff to do that and cutting holes in the ground and, and those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, no, we have a lot of like really really cool stuff that's coming up in the updates. Um, and uh, oh, I should mention also that we support the uh, the con- the controllers for. Oh yeah. Um, How does totally that work? Supports that. What do you mean? How do you like? You just sort of control there the cursor? Is, yeah, you'll have to try it out. But there's like basically there's a little cursor on the screen. And then it's pretty intelligent like in terms of how it moves. And you can sort of place it on a spot and you push buttons to build towers. Um, hmm. It works really well. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and it's something that uh, we were really excited to integrate. Um, I still think the controllers are a little bit expensive. Uh, being a hundred hundred bucks, for, they, someone just thing, cut theirs but, to like eighty. Yeah, but like there's a the news is coming out that um, that so like there's been a not the news coming out, but there's been a, a upstart again. It seems like an annual upstart of Apple TV allowing mm-hmm. yeah games and well so basically these controllers will just work on the Apple TV, uh, and that would be really exciting to play Tower Madness you know on your big screen with yeah, the, yeah. on your couch definitely. So that would be cool. You'd be ready to rock. It would just be like, oh, and it's available on Apple TV. Right. Yeah. And, and, and even right now, you can do it with airplane mirroring, too. So you just right, put, your, but that's put your iPad lame. or your I, iPhone, I guess. Because you got to look down. Well, not really. If you're using the controller, you can you can plug the controller in and then just oh, and look then at just the put TV. your iPad to the side. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just, I don't like it that much. Well, you can't put the iPad. To the, well, that's the thing. Are there Bluetooth controllers yet? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Like, can you do a remote controller? For this? Uh, for for iOS oh they're devices. not are they not Bluetooth do they plug like, into the I feel the... like only Android has that right now I don't know oh the, I didn't realize so those those hundred dollar sure. controllers plug they, into yeah the... they they're like you just slot your iPhone five into the middle oh or but, oh I thought it was still Bluetooth huh. mm, don't think so not sure don't quote me on that oh so they don't have batteries 
they do have batteries. Hmm. They use the batteries to boost the life of the phone. Oh, right. Because it uses more power when you play games. They have to justify that price somehow. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. No, I heard, I heard something else about how they're like, they have to, um, there's some components that they're required to use. Um, yeah. Like certain button it's very mechanics specific stuff, rules. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're very, very, and of course it makes sense. I mean, Apple it's wants to Apple-y. keep it all very consistent. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that, that drives up the price a bit. So that's what I've heard from, from the rumor mill. The rumor mill. Yeah, anyway, so that's Tower Madness 2. Uh, Very exciting for us to launch a new game, not us, but you know. Yeah, us as a, as a group. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a really just exciting time. I have not slept very much this week, so I'm still very loopy. Yeah, I mean, but, so uh, for cross-promo, I mean, I, you're, I'm working are, with you, but like, it's kind of harder for a pay game. Are, do you have any, are we, you sort of we taking are, it easy on that? We are, we're cross-promoing with, um, we're in Mega Jump, Mega Jump, uh, not Mega Jump, yeah, Mega Jump 2, the new one. Yeah. Um, and then also Temple Run and... Uh, Okay, so you did games. the usual. Not I think we usual, did about but... twenty cross promotions. Okay, so like you got, but I mean, you have a certain, you know, I don't know, but you're part of this. You're part of. I'm part you're of, part of this industry. You've sure. been around. You know these guys for a long we have, time. And we're we're sort of an old, but player. still a smaller startup would probably have a harder time kind of getting people because you know yeah it's well, it's and, like and it's like you know, waves I, crashing I, against a shore. I was shore. kind of talking to Eli about this the other day. It's like, well, what what can people who are just starting out learn from this launch? And that is basically nothing. Like there's don't do this if you don't do game right. Games. It's like have, these have like, a successful have game and several years later release a sequel at <laughs> yeah, a higher this, price. And this don't is say a anything lot of the it. things we did here are based on us having a huge fan base already and having right. prom- promotion contacts and everything. So um, I, I definitely don't think this is uh, the way to do a, a grassroots indie launch. Right. Um, definitely don't do this. No, I mean you need to do the whole because like, you already, get on you touch already okay, had your you already were selling the about game. It, grow the whole thing from from the ground up. Yeah. No, this is not a, a learning case for anybody who's. Uh, Who's who's you know not done this before? Um, don't try this at home. Kids. Don't try this at home. Yes, <laughs> as they say. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, even for us, it was it was a, a definitely a stretch. Yeah, you were like, okay, to, is this to try work? that stuff? We didn't know. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a risk, um, and and quite a big risk, given that we'd spent so much time and. But I always try. So you know, much of our, I, into this. I find myself getting so nervous yeah. when I have a game coming up about the launch and about featuring sure, and sure. all that. Um, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. The for me and for I think for most um, devs, even though if they've made a ton of money during their big like yeah um, push up the charts, it's about the long tail that mm-hmm. uh, you know that's what where you end up sort of paying your bills right. um, long term. Now, of course, you could argue that having that visibility at the top that that is sort of necessary yeah. for having the long term sustainability. Right. However, that's more true, I think, for free games because <laughs> you're not going to get enough downloads as a paid game, probably during launch, right. to sustain yourself through years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, so I was just sort of thinking that because I always get stressed out about that. Maybe other people like, like, oh, like if I don't get featured, if I, but like Zombie Highway, you know, yeah. it, it was everything that was succeeded about it happened. Outside of Apple, yeah, yeah, uh, it, it had some good. You know, we had some great features that are mm-hmm. very appreciative of for. But like, you know, in the end, getting down on a game or right. you know, because you didn't get featured or whatever, it doesn't. It could be the break, right? It could be the break for you, but um, it definitely isn't required. Well, and, and and you just you can't control it. Like that's right. the thing. Like you, you can have good relationships with Apple. You cannot have relationships with Apple. You can all those things, and you could still not get featured. It's like. You could build the greatest game in the world and they wouldn't get featured. Um, and it's, it's, 
But it can be super distracting if you're focusing on that if while you're, you're developing. If you're focusing on that while and you're like, oh my God, am I going to get featured? How do I get like, featured? How can how I do, I do things get to get featured? featured? How do I make this different? What other iOS things can I add to this to make this get right. featured? I'm going to change the game design to make sure that it incorporates like this other thing so that I can get featured. Um, you know, don't do that. Probably a bad you move. Know, not a good, not a good. Because like in the, the end, like thing, you don't like, have a free version of Tower Madness 2 at the moment. Maybe you never will. Yeah. But you have... Um, Tower Madness Zero. We do. You have Tower Madness. You have your sort of the millions of people who have mm-hmm. played Tower Madness. Yeah. Um, there. It'll be very interesting to see how it does on the charts. You know what yeah. I mean? Like right now, whatever you're featured, you know. Yeah. What does it enjoy look like it. next week? Hmm? What does it look like next week? Right. Yeah. And next week, I don't even know. Is there any uh, what's hot equivalent anymore? I don't think so. It's just now you're gone. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how that. Yeah, I how think that, that like if you're editor's choice, you right. would go to like previous editor's choice, mm-hmm. and if you're before, you would go. You basically reliably, unless you did really poorly, you'd reliably right. be moved from new and noteworthy to what's yeah, hot. Kind of, there's like a, a deterioration of featuring that used to happen. And now you're just like, you're gone. Yeah. Um, Side thing I should mention: we're also on Android. We uh, right. We totally. I think I glossed over that. Yeah, we we just, we simultaneously launched this on both platforms, um, which was uh, pretty That's huge for us. It was quite difficult. Yeah, most people don't do that. Even big studios. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got Google Play stuff uh, uh, to to match the. I think we did mention this, did we? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like about, the, about the yeah, yeah about the game center. Was, you know, right. you yeah. were equivalent where you could be. Equivalent on both places. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sleep that's pretty exciting. I mean, but that just, I mean, when did that go? When did you upload that? The Android version? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, the first version was up like on the 20th, I think. Okay. And so a while ago, about a week ago was like sort of the more final. I mean, it's, it was it for sale. No, 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 no. Okay. No, it came out at the exact same time. Okay. As, uh, as, but like, did you release it on Wednesday or like, yeah, we released it. Like they both came out on midnight okay. on the 23rd Okay. or like nine, 10 PM or something. But, um, it, uh, yeah, no, no. There's just, there's just some things that we changed, like to be more compliant with Google's requirements. Will you ever um, consider having different business models for the two different, uh, apps? Like have it be free on Android mm-hmm. and be paid on, on iOS. Mm-hmm. It, I, I can't help but think it's going to make people angry if they pay $5 for it on iOS and it's totally free on Android and they're both the same game. Interesting. That's, that's a bit of a, a stretch oh, for me, mm-hmm. but. And making it a dollar is totally pointless. I, yeah, no, I don't know. I would I'm think not, it would I'm not be sure that's, that's going to make sense for us. And also, like, you would have to have sort of divergent, not divergent well, code know, bases, but you have to have you, sort of, if Android. Yeah, you could. I mean, that's like, that might be one idea is where it's like, it's free on Android, but like, you only get the first campaign. Right. Or okay. something like that. But then that, that breaks down because like, I, like we said earlier, like, I don't think you get to the full game experience until the and fourth And also it campaign. defeats the purpose in many ways of being free because, you know, yeah. you're trying to make money of them eventually. It's, not, it's just not like a... The game was never built to be right. Five dollars. I mean, even like LTV of like Clash of Clans game. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. highest it is is like average is like five dollars. Um, right. right. It's, it's it's kind very, of hard to yeah. see. It's interesting how we've, we've basically with with charging such a premium price, you shift your your problems, right? Like for us, we do not absolutely do not have a monetization problem because our our value for each user right. is at least five dollars, which is wonderful. But it's like a huge user acquisition problem. Like, how do I get someone to pay five dollars right. for this game? It it comes down to like a really like you need to really be able to sell the value of the game. Right. You have really good screenshots, really good marketing, buzz promotion to make that work. It it starts to. There's like a bell curve. Like I feel like with a free game, you need a lot of promotion to hold your ranks, and with a very expensive game, you need a lot of promotion to like justify people paying the money. Right. But and then somewhere in the middle is ninety nine cents, where you don't really need to do either. But still, 99 cents is sort of infinitely more difficult to get downloads than free game. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's sort of like... But the charts aren't as That's why I feel like you're not seeing that nearly as many dollar games anymore. Yeah. So many games, like if you look at the featured games especially, they all launch at 299 That's yeah. like the yeah. number. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, it's really interesting. It's um, cool. Yeah, we're really excited to be going up the charts so quickly at that high price. Um, being above top 100 uh, at a $5 point is just really cool. And it's, but it's sort of leveled off from what I saw earlier today. It's, it's starting definitely, yeah, it's, it's hitting. I mean, that's, there's a lot of resistance right. in the top 100. Uh, so. I mean, it's five bucks. That's like... We're getting, if we get close to the top 50, then we're going to get a lot of resistance there. Because, you, you know, you can pretty much assume that if you drop the price yeah. to a dollar, you probably would have gotten like sure. three, four times more downloads. Right, right. Um, which would have put you yep. uh, farther up the charts. Uh, and that would probably... Mm-hmm put you really high up there yeah yeah. i mean there's the thing that we're kind of going for like we look at games like bloons um and we see that like they have they haven't been like that high in the charts but they're always steady there. right and they're steady. 299 it's just a steady they've never gone free they're just like they're just holding it you know it they keep adding content once a month updates it's and they just, it's uh, really like they're good, on version five it's a really great business model and it's just a solid game really good gameplay very well balanced and just add some more stuff to it it's just like that's kind of and that you know when you look at like who are the people that play tar madness like we have fans that they, they, they've emailed us. They're like, we play this game every single day. Mm-hmm. Every single day we play Tower Madness. Like as a family or we play it by myself. Like, this is like a, a ritual type of thing for people. And, and that's the kind of the type of people that play this game. And so those are also the types of people that are going to stick with this type of game. They're the people that are going to pay $5 for it. They're, they're going to be the people to tell all their friends. And they're going to be people to play every single update we release. Right. And you don't even need to sell to all of your, you know, I mean, you just need to sell to a fraction of your... Uh, yeah. To that base of your fan base right um, it's like i think about 10 million players for tm1 so, wow um yeah if we can convert a fraction of that over it, it's just like i it, for but us, it will be a long game like, it would, i don't know if i would have the patience not the patience but like it's gonna take a while like there's people who are like seeded today and they won't buy it and they might yeah. buy it in six months yeah they'll get a gift card from their friends and something right and they'll, they'll be like all right now i can buy tar madness too next christmas i mean well and want... that's the other thing is that it's not going to get more expensive right it's just going to get better and better so uh, that's not really an argument for people to wait. I think you should play it now. But um, the, the value proposition will just keep getting better. Right. So, um, so you're you're you sort of have a long term. Um, Definitely a long game on this. Yeah. Tower Madness has always been a game where it's not just like jump in and make. I mean, really, with all of our games, we're not like a we're gonna just earn out and then it'll be done. We'll go to the next thing. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Uh, do you plan on doing it in parallel with other things, or are you gonna sort of do? Yeah. 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 Definitely. It's not like. No. Yeah, all we're doing is working on Tower Madness now yeah, for the yeah, next yeah. six months. I mean, I, and I think we still intend to support Tower Madness 1. So Why? Why not? <laughs> because it takes time. People are loyal. You gotta support Yeah, but fans. tell them, like, hey, like we hey, released really this play. really good no, update. Of course, of course. So they'll be like, hey, you know, Tower Madness 2, really good. Definitely check that out. But, you know, here's some levels. They should definitely go to... T- maybe, like, maybe what you should do... This would make no sense, but... Do you have the same um, uh, bundle ID... Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So you could like we could we could see be if like, you have that game. Release a map pack for TM one that's like you have to go buy TM two. That's harsh. If you want so this it's a map five dollar map pack, but you get Tower Madness two. Right, well. sounds like a great deal to me. That's pretty funny. Yeah, maybe. And it'd be like, look, you're playing some old <laughs> shit. It's like all these people that download. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, you Temple mentioned Run one. So what's really funny is that like when people play Tower Madness one, like they've been playing this game for for five years. Some some people have literally been playing it for five years, and they're playing like multiple times a week. They've like handed it down it's, to their children. It is. It's like it's like a ritual for them, um, which is you know insanely flattering, and I'm, I'm humbled by that. But but the, the the thing that's interesting for us is that so we brought in Tower Madness two, and Tower Madness two is is it's not really more of the same. It's like pretty radically different. Wow, this is becoming a long episode. It's okay. Um, we've gotten a little bit of backlash from some of our most, most diehard fans. Some of them are like, oh my God, I've been waiting for this for years. It's amazing. Other people are like, you changed, like one guy said something like, I find the bouncing of the aliens really distracting yeah. and I can't stand this game. Their butts do gyrate. Or, 
like, like the, they have these really have like a little bit of really a, hypnotic know, butts. Jiggle. <laughs> hypnotic <laughs> butts. <laughs> or like other people are like, I can't believe the graphics are. One guy said the graphics are terrible, which is well. I mean, I'm I'm ultra flattered that my art is better than my professional art director. It's not true though. It just really is not. The thing true. is, they're not looking at the art. It's not. They're looking at like they're I don't looking know. at some weird thing. They want it's, shadow maps or something. It's like they 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 want normal maps. These they people want. Are, are they just don't like the change right the it was really funny i was looking at my driver's ed um youtube comments and like there are some you know driver's ed is this is a game and my games are i am the art directors and, and that shows and it's fine <laughs> but but zombie but driver's ed was on another level graphically than zombie highway one yeah and sort of technically looks good and yeah. in, in certain times it really does come together mm-hmm. um and one thing that i just went super overboard on um, is the shadows in a sense? Shadows are probably one of the most expensive graphical tricks right. um, you can do because, it, especially on these devices, because you know, no matter what technique you choose of dynamic shadows, you're really you're expensing fill rate, and that is limited on all these devices. Yep. All their stupid pixels, <laughs> um, and uh, I have all these clever tricks about how I basically combine real time shadows for a limited number of things with baked. Right. sort of equivalent shadow maps. Um, they're not shadow maps, though, because it's not depth information, mm-hmm. and I get these really nice edges, but they blend really nicely. So if a car, when the car goes underneath something yeah. where there's already a shadow, you don't see a double shadow. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of this. And it, 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 it's, if you play the game, you'll see the road is perfectly seamless the whole way, and it's just always this magical shadow perfection. And I'm looking at the comments, and some guy's like, can you please fix the shadows in this game? <laughs> and I just like... You know, I I just laughed, of course. But I think I tell this story because no matter what you do, yeah, somebody it's just gonna go against some but, something somebody. But you know. to to a to a certain extent, Tower Madness doesn't have good graphics in mm. the way in the sort of I'm making quote marks. You know okay. what I mean? Like, like you said, one, there's you no mean, or two or one two. Okay. Okay. There's no you know no tricks. Right. It, looking good and good graphics are completely different. Like when people say that, right. I think that they right. are overloading. The it's term. not a high end graphical experience in the sense of like, right. it's not like shiny stuff. Exactly. It's not infinity blade. Right. Yeah. It, because the thing is, is you have to balance it. You have to choose, right. you know, right. do you, well, and infinity blade has two characters on screen tops, right? Right. It's like, and it's also doesn't look that good to me in some ways. Like, Oh cool. This game has like, right. Like I, like it, it, it screenshots. Well, there's mm-hmm. certain games that sort of screenshot right. versus animate versus yeah. other things. Um, but there's there's just like it's an imbalance to sure. me, it, unreal. It's like wow, everything has sort of this wet, kind, shiny, of kind of per pixel lighting, lighting look. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's no, especially in the later games, less so. But the the right. lighting is really not dramatic. Whereas, mm-hmm. and that was true for other Epic games. Yeah. Whereas Doom, when Doom three came out, it mm-hmm. was a hundred percent lighting. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. It still is impressive mm-hmm. how everything casts shadow and light is part of the game. Yep. Um, I love that, and it really goes counter to my current job making devices for these games, these shitty devices that are amazing, I guess, <laughs> but really just can't push pixels. Um, anyway, uh, so that, that's do, just do you, someone's going to be disappointed. Some days that you could just make a Steam game? And... Absolutely. I wish that, I mean, maybe I will with Zombie or Highway. A, I'll just like, I have... a PS4 dev kit? And... So the, the, you know, the, the, the pipe that we use for our graphics, even for the bake stuff, is... My artist does stuff in high poly because yeah. that's the easiest thing. Do low low poly cage, bake out the normals. We actually the reason this is really important is that we have this tool we use uh, that's just came out right when he started last year. It's called Dedo. Mm. Um, it's fucking amazing, 
and it basically takes as input normal maps. You can this sort of material mask, which you can basically say this is one material, this is another material, this is another material. Yeah. AO um, a object space normal map, so it can tell what's pointing up and what's pointing down. Okay. And you can apply these effects cool. like unbelievable. Like all the shit that artists spend hours doing, like mm -hmm. adding acid and like right, scratches right, right. and things, it all will do for things. you in okay. a completely believable, amazing way. It's a tool. It's not. It's not a. It's extremely configurable. Cool. Go check out the video. D do. How do you spell um, that? D D O. D D. Oh yeah, I remember seeing the oh, that one. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, that's cool, right? It's it is <laughs> fucking. It's a, it's they're, they're really like go watch. There's really a video cool. I just. Yeah. It's a two hour video okay. on how to make this chainsaw. That's almost as long it as will, this podcast episode. It will blow your mind. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't need to. I, I actually I've totally now now that I, I've totally forgotten why I brought that up. It was just, it was interesting. Do you do? Yeah. That, I but anyway, that's a really that's cool tool. And also, yeah, I was supposed cool. to talk about Zombie Highway Crossing. Thirty million downloads. Um, there it is. But. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to talk. <laughs> yeah, Marcus said I blah blah blah. So I'll we'll talk about that next episode. Okay, sounds good. Cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Ninety minutes of Waldron. This may be our longer episode. Maybe we should just cut it in half and just cut call it in half. Two episodes. Make season people, three and four. What we'll do is it'll you have to watch a little video ad in order to watch the second half. <laughs> We're gonna go super premium in our games, and then it's Arash. gonna just be freemium. Extreme. Arash is podcasts. starving to do some freemium. He's I just, just I want to just the shady part of me, you know, has just not been satisfied I am, by. I he's am got, Persian. He, I need to make extra. You money. have freemium blue balls. I need extra money. You know, do you want to buy a rug? It's, it's cheap. You know, <laughs> you watch three Vangel ads. Arash will never will never not be successful at something. Use car salesman. I or could do it all. I'm just as long just as put it's on not your, like, you know, <laughs> Persian except hat. for writing graphics engines and being disciplined about games. Good times. All right. That's it. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, if you listen this far, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, send us an email, contact at walledgardenweekly.com. I really want to hear from you guys about what you're like interested in hearing about and uh, any questions you have about our titles. Um, we'd love to do a uh, mailbag episode. Um, we did one last season. It was really cool. So yeah, send us questions. It can be inane, like what color socks does Kevin wear? Um, they're, white. To, they're white. Are they really? Every time. I wear, I bought Always like, whites. I bought like a 50 pack nice. at the Foot Locker. I like haven't, I've worn new socks for like That's amazing. You should months. just have like a sock dispenser. I mean, they're cheap enough. Anyway. <laughs> I, I almost want to do a thing where it's like, we keep talking, but it just gradually fades out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Cheers. See ya.